0: Welcome to the data room, where we share best practices and actionable tips on being a data driven company, or as we call it data first. If you're a B2B revenue leader looking to scale your growth stage business, come and join experienced CEO and tech founder Scott Stauffer in the data room. Welcome back to the Data Room. I'm here with Scale Matters CEO and co-founder Scott Stauffer. Today, we're going to focus completely on companies in the midst of raising their Series A funding, or maybe even companies that, you know, you've just completed your Series A round. And Scott, I know you've worked with many, many companies that have successfully raised their Series A financing. It's often a overwhelming time when you've got, you know, that influx of funding, and investors will often ask CEOs at this stage, what their plan of attack is with that investment and i think it's obviously a good plan to have kind of like a first hundred days of after getting your series a having that plan of attack is really important so let's talk about that today um in your experience what are some of those common priorities in a hundred day plan post series a that a ceo should include and do you think and maybe why do you feel that RevOps should make that cut
1: yeah good question um so a, a company's top priorities shortly after having received a Series A fundraise largely depends on what is deemed strategically important, right, to accomplish with the new capital. But but it's very common uh, that Series A money comes in specifically uh, to help a company um, uh, begin to transition from a founder-led approach to new customer acquisition to a more institutionalized approach to acquiring customers. And we often talk about this as uh, building an effective go-to-market engine or a go-to-market motion. That That is typically, though not always, the primary strategic goal of Series A funding. So in the old days, that used to mean building out a sales staff. Uh, and, and to some extent, if you're a company that's focused on selling big ticket items to large enterprises, maybe in a specific vertical, where human touch and relationships matter, it it may still make sense to prioritize building out a team of experienced salespeople with useful Rolodexes and perhaps uh, support that team with a sales engineer or two. Today though, in all but the largest enterprises, buying and selling works a lot differently. Much of the buyer journey is manifested digitally and the degree to which there is a sales motion it's typically an inside sales motions with, uh, with, with in- interactions taking place over Zoom or equivalent. Uh, so for companies with a sales motion, an optimized go-to-market engine requires a balance of demand gen expertise, selling expertise, and enabling technology. And this is where RevOps comes in. Okay. The, enab- the enabling technology to support the sellers and marketers is sophisticated and complex, and it includes things like CRM, marketing automation, sales acceleration, conversation intelligence, and so on. RevOps is the function that implements and maintains the tech so that it actually delivers on its promise, effectively making the jobs of the sellers and marketers uh, much more efficient. Um, But RevOps done right also turns the tech stack into a strategic asset uh, because it then delivers actionable data and insights to the revenue leaders that allow them uh, effectively to optimize their go-to-market engine much more quickly than they'd otherwise uh, be able to do because they're able to manage it with a lot more precision. So I'd say uh, since go-to-market execution is typically the primary strategic goal of Series A companies, then the 100-day plan after Series A fundraise should definitely include uh, ensuring that you have the leaders of the demand gen and sales functions uh, that are capable of taking you to the next level, but also that you have an experienced RevOps leader or RevOps partner that can make sure that the go-to-market tech and data infrastructure are actually uh, put in in a way that are accelerators of the sales and marketing efforts uh, rather than inhibitors. And without this, the investments in demand gen and sales will definitely underperform so it's it's kind of equal priority to uh right sales leadership right demand gen leadership uh right revops leadership or partner
0: yeah i think as you mentioned there's so many things that are happening (laughs) once you do raise a series a a lot of things to, to put in motion obviously it's a moment of excitement and your validation even And those competing priorities that you mentioned, so sales team, product, engineering people, administrative people even, that technology stack, that was important. Are there any risks or consequences of putting some of those other priorities ahead of investing in revenue operations at this stage? And if so, what are those kind of risks or or consequences?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it a go-to-market engine really has three three legs to the stool, right? It's, it's demand gen, it's uh, sales, pr- provided it's your business has a sales motion, and then it's the back office or, or the tech and infrastructure. And so all of them are necessary. Uh, all of them on their, each of them on their own are insufficient. So if, if you prioritize two over the other one, it's not gonna work. I mean, as I mentioned, Uh, Without investing in the supporting tech uh, and the RevOps folks necessary to implement and maintain the tech, you're essentially asking your sales and marketing people uh, to perform their craft without giving them the modern tools to do that. Mm -hmm. And best case, it just makes them inefficient. Uh, So you spend a lot more money to acquire a dollar of revenue or to acquire a customer uh, than you would otherwise need to do. Uh, So interestingly, delaying the investment in RevOps often actually costs you more money in total than if the RevOps investment was made up front. But, you know, the real risk from my perspective in delaying uh, kind of RevOps and tech investment is that it actually puts companies at a competitive disadvantage, uh, especially if they're competing against companies that have more scale. Companies that have the right go-to-market tech and data infrastructure are definitely able to manage with uh, kind of surgical-like precision. They're much better at understanding precisely their ICP uh, and and how to implement demand gen initiatives that attract that ICP. They're much better at turning their messaging or tuning their messaging uh, so that their pitch always resonates with the prospective buyers. And they're also much better at kind of finding and eliminating these destructive friction points in the overall lead to deal process. Um, I, I guess in essence, the people that have a Uh, fulsome go-to-market tech and data infrastructure uh, are easily in a position to outcompete those companies that don't. So to me, the risk of delaying RevOps investment is really existential. It's about survival or not, uh, particularly if you've got um, uh, better resourced competitors.
0: Yeah, as as I say with many things, pay for it now or pay for it later. (laughs) So um, in this case, that investing in revops earlier at the same time building that that stool or that triangle really makes sense there and i think we've established a little bit these you know 100 day priorities and the case for for building revenue operations in that time period i'd i'd love to get a little more specific um about skill sets and what types of skills executives should be looking for um and maybe what what options are there to build revops when you raise a series a knowing that you know you're still kind of early stage right so you may not have the ability or the budget um, for specialization
1: yeah this is challenging Um, one because revops the recognition of revops as so uh, foundational to having an effective go-to-market engine has gotten pretty uh, broad these days so there's just a very high demand uh, for that function Uh, which makes it very hard to hire people and hire people that aren't super expensive. Uh, And and it it makes it very challenging because most Series A companies are really not uh, comfortable making the necessary investment uh, to build a fully functional go-to-market tech and data infrastructure and and the associated RevOps function in-house. So let me give you an example. For a typical company, maybe with say 10 combined sales reps and or uh, SDRs, they should probably be spending around 70K uh, a year just on the core tech stack, mm-hmm. maybe another 30K or so on um, BI analytics stuff, uh, probably 150K on, on a rock star uh, tech administrator who is really experienced at Gluing all the pieces of the tech stack together in a way that they really hum, and and maybe another you know 50k on a part-time business analyst who can actually you know turn data into actionable insights for the C-level revenue leaders. So that we're talking about three hundred thousand bucks a year. Yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, by the time you get to maybe twenty-five combined sales or SDR reps, you're probably closer to four hundred fifty k to build this proper back office or, or infrastructure. Uh, and, and even though the return would would likely be worth it, most of the companies at this stage are just sort of unwilling uh, to make this kind of investment, uh, and mostly because the founders are, are, are inexperienced, especially around uh, what it takes to build a highly functioning go-to-market motion today, right, if you think about... A lot of first-time founders maybe uh, are um, technologists, or you know, maybe they were in the sales and marketing world, but not you know at a particularly senior level, etc. So, so they don't kind of understand what it takes to do this right. And then if someone gives them the price tag to do it right, you know, it's it's uh, it's eye-opening, and people are uncomfortable with that. So, you know, typically. Uh, we see series A companies, uh, you know, invest in some of the recommended core tech stack, like, like they'll, they'll invest in a CRM, they'll invest in a marketing automation platform. Uh, but then, and we've spoken about this before, they, they effectively put the burden of implementing those uh, tools and maintaining them. They put that burden on the sales and marketing, uh, leaders. Um, and then maybe once those people say, "Look, this is taking too much of my time away from doing my real job," you know, maybe they hire some inexperienced inexper- person or promote somebody internally to oversee the tech stack. And, and the problem with this, and this is super common, but nearly a hundred percent of the time companies go down this path, the tech does not get implemented properly, the data in the CRM is garbage, and the infrastructure actually becomes this inhibitor. Uh, rather than accelerator of customer acquisition. And this is actually a very big reason why so many Series A companies actually fail to grow at the required pace in order to ever achieve Series B. So, you know, as I said earlier, under investing in RevOps and and go-to-market infrastructure at this stage, it really is taking an existential risk. Um, And and it's expensive. Now, the good news is, there is actually an emerging class of companies that provide RevOps as a service, and because they're able to uh, allocate resources across multiple companies and do that at scale, they're they're actually in a position to provide early stage companies with a very uh, fulsome RevOps capability at a much lower cost than if they were to build it themselves, and typically. Uh, they can deliver value much quicker as well because they use kind of templated patterns that they've put in at their other businesses. So uh, in in some cases, these uh, RevOps as a service uh, providers have also developed their own technology around data and analytics, and that drives even more value for these early stage companies uh, beyond what they would get if they tried to build the function in-house. So assuming that you want to avoid Kind of the existential risk of underinvesting in RevOps uh, a, a, and go to market tech and data infrastructure, you really have two options. One, spend the money uh, to properly build the function in house, or two, partner with one of these um, emerging managed RevOps service providers to provide you with the capabilities. And my guess is certainly over the next few years, because this is such a, a, a rich area that we're talking about. Uh, Using a managed RevOps service provider will will likely become a very common, if not the predominant approach uh, that Series A companies take to fulfilling this critical need. It's hands down lower cost and quicker time to value than building this stuff in-house.
0: And especially when you're in Series A mode, time is money, right? And so if you can get something up and running with the expertise of a managed RevOps service provider has that that's a win-win <laughs> if, if you choose to go down that route so um, yeah these are these are great tips on and um, insights into what it takes to build that 100 day plan right out of the gate if you are you know well on your way to raising your series a well good luck with that and hopefully you can use these tips and if you've just raised yours congrats and now you get to implement this 100 day plan right and if you are thinking about kind of Implementing RevOps into your 100-day plan, and you need some guidance. Check out scalematters.com/assessment. As you know, we are offering a complimentary uh, RevOps maturity assessment for listeners of this podcast. So check out scalematters.com/assessment. Thanks, Scott, always for for your insight and advice. And we'll we'll see you next time on the Data Room.
1: Thank you.